But, yeah, uh, Mr. J. Mac, I'm interested in seeing who you did. Okay, so the guy that I did, Jimmy, is probably the only one that's maybe ever heard of him. Uh, Patrick Stefan or Stefan? Nope, I don't know. Uh, Rangers or Islanders, one of the New well, York teams? He was he was the number one overall pick from the Thrashers whenever they came. Oh, uh, yeah. What, what were Atlanta. Atlanta. Right. So their expansion draft. I figured it'd be kind of fun to do something on expansion draft since we had one this year with Vegas. Hey, right, don't bring them up right now. Well, make me sad, okay? Down three to one. Tomorrow night they better win, and they better win a fucking game, and they better win a fucking game. <laughs> so it can be tied. So that Vegas, be game seven, they win. Vegas, you heard Who that wins? from heated waves. You better fucking win. If you do, I'll be a fan for the rest of my life. Do a real sport, <laughs> hobby. Agreed. <clears throat> um, so. This guy, all right, so before I get into him, really, there's a little bit that I'd like to touch on what all happened in order for this to take place. Because the Atlanta Thrashers, it was their first year in the league. They hadn't, there was the expansion draft. What year was this? In 1999. And how long were they around? For like eight years. Really? Because really? then they turned into the Jets? Yeah. Oh, That's okay. what I thought. I'm with you. They they actually had the number two pick overall, but in this draft was Henrik and Daniel Sedin. The Vancouver Vancouver Canucks wanted to get both of them, <laughs> so the GM of the Canucks made three different trades on draft day in order to make this happen. He traded away his number one defenseman, who or in his eyes, who he was one of his favorite defensemen. And a first round draft pick to get the second and third picks overall, which in turn allowed the Thrashers to get the first pick, where they had guaranteed that they were going to pick the number one guy here who ended up being one of the biggest busts ever. So they could have had either of the Sedin sisters. Um, but that sisters. being said, you know, what what can you do? Um, I doubt they were going to go separately. This guy wheeled and dealed with a shitload in order to make it happen. There's a whole different segment that I could do on just what he did to make that trade. But uh, anyways, so he gets drafted um, number one overall by the Thrashers. Uh, played 455 games in his career. Scored a whopping 64 goals and 124 assists for 188 career points. <laughs> That is not even averaging. <coughs> How long was his career? Um, he played about six years. So ten goals. Well, Thrashers. Um, he played for the Thrashers. He ended with the Dallas Stars. I'll I'll talk on that in here in a second. Do you know who I'm talking about here, Jim? Um, I've heard the name, but I don't really remember much. Of it. But okay, I know well, the Thrashers team. You, you, you it'll, Okay, well, uh, it I believe it'll make sense here after a while. I've got actually I've got a video clip that I'm gonna use the audio off of that it might ring a bell for you. Um, but anyways, oh, no, I think I know what you're talking about. Did he miss the wide open net? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So um, this and then guy. And the other team came down and scored. Is that hold, hold on, ass bag. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. But yes, you ass bag. Yeah. Thanks, thanks for the spoiler, Jimmy. Don't bring him to the fucking movies. Right? right? Yeah, I know what you're talking about now. You don't say. <laughs> Tell <laughs> us more. Couldn't tell. Anything you want to ask? <laughs> Anything you want to ask? 
Okay, so he averaged point four one points per game for his career. That's terrible. Right. Not even half a point a game. <laughs> um, 158 penalty minutes, though. So he, he spent plenty of time shops. in the box. Uh, he was a center. He was six foot two, hundred ninety two pounds. So he wasn't small. He was he was fair size. He should have been averaging a good number of points. Centers are known for getting assists. That's kind of what they do is they dish the puck around to those around them and go from there. Um, he, however, um, did not. He was a negative thirty six for his career plus mm. minus. Mm. His rookie year, he busted out of the gates for five goals and 20 assists, uh, 25 points total, had more penalty minutes than 30, and was a negative 20. God. Uh, he played 72 games, too, so it wasn't like he just didn't play. Yeah, he, he played most of the how season. Many minutes, how many minutes per game did you get that? Um, He averaged about 11 or 12 minutes a game, it said. Well, that's enough time to get you a goal. I mean, that's kind of like that's, first, not, that's, that's like not third line. That's like a third liner's minute. Yeah, right. They're a fourth line. Hey, you're still good in the game. But I mean, as, as a rookie, you're not going to generally be put on the first line, you know. So, I mean, it makes sense. But uh, <laughs> this is probably my favorite stat out of this entire thing. Bear in mind, he was the number one pick overall. So he should have, like, when you talk rookie of the year. He probably should have been in the top ten, you would think. This guy did not receive one vote for rookie of the year. <laughs> not one. That's bullshit. Everybody should be on the ballot if you're no, a fucking he, rookie. He didn't even receive a vote, and he was the number one overall pick. That's Do you know who some other notables from that draft were? Um, pretty much this just the Sedines. I looked at it. Uh from what I could tell, there wasn't a whole lot of other people that were Impressive out of that draft. Um, that being said, I did post a couple of more busts that were in that draft because there were a couple more people that did absolutely terrible. But uh, right around there, like uh, Pronger and Career were drafted the year after. Uh, Vincent LeCavalier was drafted the year before. But uh, the year that he was drafted, it was actually, other than the Sedin twins, it was actually the top ten at least were um, yeah, just a weak draft here. Yeah, I mean, it was, other than the Sedins, and like I said in the beginning, dude willed and dilled to get both of them, so he literally took pretty much everything out of it. I mean, they didn't know that going into it, obviously. but So his best season throughout his entire career was 14 goals and 26 assists in 82 games for an astonishing 40 points and a negative 7 plus minus. He was only a plus player one year, and he was a plus three that year. So um, he uh, got scored on a lot more. They got scored on a lot more while he was on the ice than ever than he produced. So the big thing about him, and uh, old J-Bones may or may not have spoiled for some of us. Um, <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> whenever he was traded to... Dallas, he uh, he was in a game where they were up on the Oilers five to four. Um, he was on a breakaway towards an empty net. <laughs> My, I, I I could score this goal, and I know we talk all the time. Oh, oh, oh I could do that. I could do that. Like, right. Literally, any of us could fucking do this. My dog could do this. Was the goalie pulled? 
empty like net. A, like an empty net from the blue paint. <laughs> empty net breakaway. I'll show you the video. No, I'm going to kick right it in or push it in. Like, so bear with me. It's about a minute and a half long. Wow. Wow, bro. Come on, man. What, were you, what was he doing? Watch. So the Oilers come like this. They come back and score. Ah, that's what you do. That's straight karma. What a dip. She's two feet away. I don't believe two what feet we away. just saw. Right. Like, and that's what? a tie of the game, right? Come on, man. <laughs> so. I just love imagining watching that in Vegas in the sports book. <laughs> Why right. Somebody pull their hair out and start screaming. So, okay. So, with that being just played, the guy misses. Edmonton goes down and scores with two seconds left on the clock. What? Well, okay. And they win. Edmonton? Goes into overtime. Yeah. Goes into a shootout. Edmonton actually ends up losing. Dallas does win the game. However, if he would have just not been a douche canoe what and shove that puck in the net like he should have or shot it from the circles like anybody else would have done just a little wrister into the back of the net like anybody else would have done i think a 10 year old could have made that awesome Any, anybody could have done that i'm almost positive my four-year-old son that's only just plays walk around hockey now i bet he could he could have knocked that in <laughs> like you could trip and fucking hit the puck into <laughs> right. the net like and so, well, what honestly happened? Like from looking at it, the puck hit a rough spot on the ice, and it took a funny hop over his blade, and he whiffed on it. Whatever. So I mean, you being, are a pro athlete, pro are, hockey player. You should have had the reaction. No, to hit not it only that, you are the number one overall pick of the draft. Right. You should have been able to you, re-hit it right back. You should be in. a top player, or at least in the runnings for them. So <clears throat> that being said, um. I played for Dallas at the time. Uh, Dallas was up 5-4, so I missed an empty net game. Instead of missing the game, results were a turnover. Oilers went down the ice and scored. Um, after that game, he played only 13 games. Uh, he scored an astounding two points after that. And uh, his career was effectively cut short by what was said to be a hip injury. Ooh, like Bo Jackson. Um, so... Um, he was, uh, what was quarter, his best season? His best season was five goals, 20 assists, <laughs> 30 penalty minutes, mm. negative, nice. negative 20 in 72 games. Sad. No, 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 no. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. That was his rookie year. His best season was 14 and 26, barely better. Right. Nine uh, more for goals. 40, 40 points in 82 games, he was negative seven. That's third liner. Actually, stats. that's all right. That's okay. Yeah, third o- okay at best. But right. you're a first pick. Regardless. And that, that was in his like fifth or sixth season. Law. That was the year before he got traded to Dallas, I believe. Um Plus. he was quoted after the game saying, uh af- it says after miss, says, I tell the kids you can have a bad shift, bad game. There's always a next shift, next game. I didn't kill somebody. It's a game. Mistakes happen. Not if you're the first pick. Sorry. (laughs) First or fucking first round pick, you better fucking play very well. (coughs) That's a lot of money spent. It is. Um, That guy made a little over $6 million for his career of six years. 
he actually made less in his very last year. He made under a million dollars for the first time in his career, his last year in the league, it said. So um, he started at just right out a million, just over, and then it tapered off after that. Um, that's pretty much all I have on that guy. Like I said, his career pretty much was over after that missed net shot. Uh, he, like I said, had a hip injury, and it was pretty much all she wrote from there. Uh, a couple more quick little things that I want to touch on that were in the same draft class. Um, there were a few busts in the top ten. Uh, he wasn't the only one. The Sedins were literally like the only thing to come out of that draft. The number four overall pick, who should have been a baller as well, was a guy named Pavel Brindle. Uh, in his first and only season that he played in the NHL, he played in 78 games, put up a whopping 11 goals, 11 assists <laughs> as the number four guy, never played again. Um, and then one more on top of that, and I've li listed this guy as a super bust. The number six overall pick in 1999 was from the Nashville Predators, and they picked a goalie. Usually when a goalie goes top ten, he's a fucking stud. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Usually, that's how that shit goes. <laughs> this guy played four games in the NHL, won none of them, <sighs> had a 4.7 goals against average and an 851 save percentage. Yeah, that's fucking – I could go do that right now. Like – Right, you could let that many goals get scored on you, and that's terrible. Four that's goals a game, four and almost half five. Four and three yeah, yeah. So, and back then when offense wasn't really happening like it is now, that is fucking terrible. Right. <laughs> so ninety nine was actually pretty pretty well a poor draft class. Like I said, other than the Sedins, who both played over a thousand games, and Jay Mack was a very interesting one. I mean, it's. I mean, I almost always do something about hockey. Yeah, that's um, your passion. Well, that was a very good one. I've never heard of that guy, and obviously for certain reasons. But <laughs> first pick, that sucks. My guy was not a first pick, but he was a first rounder. He was picked twenty fourth overall by the Raiders. And uh, I think a lot of people have heard of him, and a lot of people who haven't and they're listening. Uh, it's a it's a pretty crazy story. The guy's crazy, but he was. Uh, it was Todd Marinovich. None other than that red-headed, fiery, crazy guy. But uh, first red rocket. Right, the first red the rocket original ever. original rocket. That guy went through some grueling stuff to become what he no became doubt. to not become, if you will. Uh, first, you have to understand his childhood and where, what, why his career just went to shit. It was because of his dad. His dad was Marv Marinovich, which was a – he played on the 62 um, – National champ, USC. Yeah, he went to USC. So did his like brother, and so did Todd Maravich's like uncle went there too. Like it's a whole family thing to go to USC. But he goes there, and he's like the strong ass dude. His dad is like they were saying he would hit guys and tackle guys to where it was like crack and break people's helmets and fucking pads and shit. And so he was a big weightlifter, big strength guy, right? So he's all working out, working out really big time, and it said he could squat like eleven hundred pounds. It was fucking nuts. But he uh, ends up overworking himself out, and he only plays like three years in the in the NFL. His dad does, and he says he wasn't up to his own potential. So what he does is he quits football and has gets his wife pregnant. She never ever had any salt, sugar, alcohol, tobacco, 
which you got to keep in mind back in the 70s was a big thing. Now, alcohol and tobacco. So. But he never let her have any of that. She always had fresh fruits and veggies with this boy that they were having, which is Todd Meredovich, obviously. Not even process, any processed meat. Like, they strictly cut a fucking cow down and fucking cut up the meat and brought it there and cooked it up right then for the, the woman or whatever. And the same goes for after they have the kid, which is Todd Meredovich, whatever. But, uh... He becomes this crazy guy. His dad does that does a strength and conditioning program for the NFL today. It's what's known for today in the NFL. So what he thinks is if he feeds his son the best foods, no sugars, no none of this shit. Like Todd Marinovich never had anything with sugar, nothing with fucking any preservatives, no nothing. I mean, like all pure shit. Like he was a test tube baby is what they called him. He couldn't even watch cartoons as a kid. His dad said they were too violent. And uh, even when he went to birthday. He wanted to play football. Right, right. That's not violent. And being it a quarterback. He, so he's trying to make his son out to be this crazy quarterback, right? So even as an infant, he's in the crib stretching his son's legs, uh, making him more limber. He's uh, having him on a balance beam at like two years old. And uh, to go back to what we were talking about earlier, this kid at four years old could run uh, four miles in 32 minutes. Jesus. That's eight minutes a mile. Yep. At four years old, had him uh, as an infant. How fast do you think your four-year-old could run a mile? God. He's got a lot of energy, but I had more like 10, 12, 14-minute area, yeah, you know? Yeah, mine's not a year yet, so I don't I mean, know how no way. go. But that's not, but it's just because of the grueling stuff this kid went through. I mean, he, he even teased it, said, on uh, frozen kidneys and livers. <laughs> and his dad bragged about it. Like it was a, something to brag about or whatever. I don't know. But he never had any fast food. Uh, even when he went to birthday parties, he brought his own cake that his dad made huh? that had no sugar and had no... None Parents of this. must have hated that motherfucker. Oh, man. Wouldn't you? I mean, I, I think that's what led to him, when I get to it later on, to why he didn't make it. You know, he was a flop. He was a bust. But uh, his father even uh, fucking goes as far as making this kid the robo-quarterbacks, what they call him, a robot quarterback. At age five, he, he was doing push-ups. I mean, uh, he, he uh, hires like 13 guys, his crew of guys, to teach him everything there is about football, to be a quarterback and all that shit. I thought I – sorry, I thought I heard that on the started even I don't know about the exercises, but I just hit on those uh, the diet on it or whatever. Like, where it was no processed uh, yeah. meat, uh, fr fresh fruits and vegetables, uh, no sugar, no salt, none of that shit. Like, she couldn't have nothing. Like, it, it was it was crazy. Yeah. Like, I and, thought she had to sit on this like machine that was like a vibration machine or something that some I can't remember what it was. Like, like an incubator type deal. <laughs> yeah, a it was baby. something that she had to do that he forced her to do. I mean, they even went to, you know, doing, doing, like, music of, like, Beethoven and all yeah, those kind of guys. They, there's a lot yeah. of things you can do throughout pregnancy. I mean, no, they did it for, like, even when he was a child and, and all this stuff. He even had this game that he had with his son when he was, like, three or four years old. That He he, he called it the game to his son. He had one of the big-ass medicine balls and told him he had to lift it on top of the, the uh, counter over and over. 
and the kid could, which is crazy because those things are like what, like twenty yeah. pounds or something. I mean, depending on the medicine, right? Like, yeah, they can be, but absolutely. I don't know, but he was a baller. Okay, his dad at eight years old, and everybody in the nation already knew this kid's name. He was like the best eight-year-old in the nation at the time because of what his dad did. Right. Which I get it. I believe that. I so heartily believe that. If you do all that stuff, eat right, and work out right, and are taught every single thing there is to be taught about a certain sport, wouldn't you be good? Do you know what some of his like peewee or little league stats were? Uh, no, I couldn't oh, find man. anything on that. Only that would great be so things cool. I could find is high school because he was a baller in high school. He came became the first freshman in high school to start a varsity game in Orange County ever, and he went to. Uh, it was called Mater Day High School. It's a Catholic school, of course, a private school. It's a super famous school. It's had a lot of like famous guys go through it. Really? I had no idea. Yeah. Who are some? Mater Day, yeah. All right, then. Back to fucking Bradstone. <laughs> anyway, while he's there in high school, he throws for 4,400 yards, 34 touchdowns in two years. Before trans transferring to a Mission Vejo Valley High School, due to his parents getting a divorce, because she couldn't take Crazy Marv, his fucking dad. He's probably a sweet guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a grueling fucking. I mean, what reason why she left him is because the ha he had like six other kids or some shit, like five or six kids. Never, like all he spent all of his time every single day, all day long, you know, coaching up Todd. Like, even in the summertime, this kid didn't get to go play with any friends. He was playing football, doing everything football. Could you imagine a life like that? That would be crazy. But anyway, he transfers to that school once yeah, they get a divorce. And once there, he uh, breaks the all-time Orange County passing record and later the national high school record by passing yeah. for 9,900 yards yeah. in uh, just two years. Holy shit. Right. And uh, what's crazy... He received numerous, numerous honors, including, uh, I guess, Parade All-American. I guess that's for, like, high school or whatever. Like, this is kind of like college. National High School Coaches Association Offensive Player of the Year. The Dial Award for the National High School Scholar Athlete of the Year in 1987. And the Touchdown Club's National High School Player of the Year. So he's winning all kinds of fucking awards. 87 was a good year, huh? I guess so. The year we were born, bitches. yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, he had, as a freshman in just high school, this is how good he was. Just a freshman in high school, he was already having every college in the nation sending him letters about going to school. Even Missouri State? Probably. Oh, okay. Which they were. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. Southwest Missouri State back then. Is that what they were? We yeah. sent him a letter. <laughs> could have gone there if he wanted to. He sure could have. All right. You had the chance, bro. Could have made a name for yourself. A good name. He's also a USA Today high school All-American in high school as well, of course. I mean, college is kind of where his problem yeah, so, started. What's that, J-Bones? So some, some, some of the notable alumni from uh, Matter Day, Matt Barkley, uh, Colt Brennan, uh, Danny Espinoza, uh, Reggie Geary was an NBA guard. Uh, no. Matt Leiner. <laughs> Matt Leiner, the piece of shit. Another flop. DJ Strawberry, um, Daryl Strawberry's son. Yeah. He's an NBA point guard. So they've had a, um, there's a lot of other people here, like um, 
relief pitchers and NFL guys. But yeah, they've had quite quite a lot. But anyway, go ahead. Thanks, Just man. The I, I had no idea. Definitely a big big sports school. Big big. But of course, like most people, when you're a senior in high school like he was, he smoked some weed to kind of take the pressure off from his dad. Nobody smokes weed. No. Especially not in high school. No. And that's and everybody's gonna say it's a gateway drug. Yes, okay. One guy. One guy didn't smoke in high school. Right. One guy. But it kinda all starts in college because his dad couldn't basically watch him twenty four seven, coach him twenty four seven. All this shit. So what's he do? Of course, the goddamn dude starts doing drugs and stuff like that, doing cocaine. So call him marijuana bitch. Yep, called him marijuana bitch. The uh, I guess other teams got wind of that name that he was smoking a bunch of weed. I guess before games and shit like that, and that's what they were calling him. That was just a guess. They were actually taunting him that, calling him that during games, which is crazy. Pretty clever. That you know, you hit on it. Good pick. Thanks. That minds. And you know what's crazy? When he was in college, he really didn't have that great stats for as awesome as they made him out to be, which he was. I mean, a specimen, a test tube, if you will. He played two years at USC. Like I said, his dad went there. Everybody what else years was he in college? Uh, 89 and 90. Was combine numbers? No, he, all I know is that he ran a 4.740, uh, which they all thought was kind of a little slow for him or whatever. I don't know his measurements or nothing like that. I mean, but in 1989, he played 12 games for USC. Uh, they win the uh, Rose Bowl that year as well, by the way. He has uh, 2,600 passing yards, which is 7.3 yards per attempt, 16 touchdowns, and 13 picks, but 134.4 QBR rating somehow. So I don't know how they do that in college with that shit when you have 16 touchdowns to 13 picks. That's terrible. It shouldn't be, unless it's like really high. I'm pretty sure it maybe is like 168. I thought it was the same as pros. It's no, like, it's higher. I, th- I thought uh, 168 or something instead of 149 or whatever the perfect one is. I don't know. But in the 1990 plays 13 games, one more game has less yards, 2,500, seven and a half per attempt, 13 touchdowns, 12 picks, and 129.9 QBR. Another high QBR. But in 89, I guess that was the uh, best or third best in the nation for pass completions. For the Well, it was for Pac-10. Right. And then in 1990, he was also third in pass completions with 196. So, I mean, I don't, I don't understand that and why that's – that would just be like eye-popping for the NFL draft. But after two years, he uh, – he goes ahead and goes into the uh, NFL draft, and of course, none other than the fucking stupid Raiders pick him up on the 24th pick. <laughs> and keep in mind, Brett Favre got picked after him, and he was also the third quarterback picked in this draft. The the number two guy, uh, uh, who was it that got him? Or, or the number one quarterback picked was Dan McGuire. I've never heard of that guy. But uh, he gets signed in 1991 in the NFL draft, the number 24th pick by the Los Angeles Raiders at the time. And uh, gets, like I said, selected ahead of Brett Favre. Signs a uh, three-year, $2.5 million contract with a $100 million signing bonus. So it's not a lot of money if you really think about it compared to now. Did you say a $100 million no. signing bonus? No, 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 no. $1.5 million. Oh, like, they kind of ran together. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? We're like, that is a lot. 
But uh, he makes his NFL debut against uh, the Dallas Cowboys with like 15 minutes remaining. But he he drives them all the way down there and they score and win and win the touchdown or win the game with a touchdown or whatever. But his NFL stats weren't that great either because, and this is why he became a flop and became a bust. This guy would do heroin in the at at halftime <laughs> during games. This guy would do LSD and go and play a fucking game. He'd have to be high on coke or heroin, crack, meth, you name it. And if I really wanted to go into it, I could go into all of the shit that he ever got in trouble for during his USC <laughs> years that he got caught for. That's which hilarious. I mean, there's felonies. The guy couldn't stay out of trouble. He couldn't quit doing drugs. Right. That's what happens when you leave that shelter of a childhood. Right. And that's what everybody thought, too. That's what everybody said. Right. They said they actually went to, they actually went as far as saying it was called child abuse. I mean, I mean, I don't, you know, he didn't depending beat on his your kid. interpretation, right? He didn't beat his I mean, kid. That's child abuse, me. But his NFL stats weren't great: eight touchdowns to nine picks, thirteen hundred yards, sixty-six QBR rating. Huh. Terrible, yeah. right? I could do that now. No, you couldn't. You couldn't do all the hockey and football and everything. <laughs> I'm a natural born athlete. Yeah, I can. I can do all things through Christ. I got, I got a higher bliss now. I got a higher bowling game than you do. That's a lie. I can no, play sir. better golf than you guys can. That par three. probably is true. We'll yeah, I said yeah, the par three. <laughs> but anyway. he, just, he just kept going into the drugs and fucking stupid shit, and it basically ruined his so damn career. It just ruined his career because he, he, he had to be on it. But after the NFL of only two years in the NFL, and like I said, had eight touchdowns, nine picks, and 1,600 yards after being this monstrous hype and, and being all bred. All that work. Right, all that work, being that fucking guy. Because his dad should have just followed his ass to fucking college, if you're asking me. Get that shit understood. But he uh, tries his, he goes and plays actually in the Arena League after that. After he okay. kind of gets clear and shit, he actually sets the record for most patching touchdowns in a game, which is 10. It's probably because he was allowed to do heroin. Because he was on LSD, it said. See? And, uh, whatever. Jesus. He and, was thrown to the flying unicorns, And whatever bro. that, and whatever those pills are, pharmaceutical, and I can't think Ambien? of it. Yeah, I think that maybe that or whatever. Ambien puts you to sleep, I think. But this Not guy. Did you fight it? This guy was apparently a fighter. But he kept playing, he kept playing, he played some Not years. Not that He basically, uh, he said, he actually said at one point, <laughs> he actually said at one point that the only reason why he went back to playing the Arena Football League is to make a check to pay for his addiction. Boo, hey, you know what? I respect that. Honestly, it goes a long ways to me. If I were to roll up and see a, a homeless person that said, going to go buy a bag or want to buy some beer, I'm giving him some money over a person that says, like, Will work for food, like honestly, yeah. a long ways for me. But yeah, it just basically ruined his career. And uh, there's actually one thing here that was kind of interesting. It said, and keep in mind that was 1993, 94 season that he quit playing. So five years later, it says he was eligible and cleared to re-enter the NFL, but suffered a herniated uh, disc playing just a recreational game of basketball. And he actually received interest from teams as the Chargers and Bears, but he failed his physicals because of the, you know, obviously the herniated fucking disc. 
that he was healing from. But that, I thought that was crazy that the Arena Football League didn't do too bad. He had 16 t- or 62 touchdowns and 21 picks, 3,200 yards, which doesn't seem like a lot of yards, but it's a smaller field, right? Right, 50, 50 yards. Yeah, and then uh, 88 QB rating. Sounds like throwing 6,400 yards, right? Right. Yeah. But he was just, I mean, if you really just watch the uh, the Marinovich Project, which is a documentary, it's just fantastic. And uh, that's that's why it got me so interested in this guy because he was this big hyped, the most biggest hyped guy from all the way from middle school all the way up. And he fucking squanders it away, all the money, all that shit for a drug addiction. Fucking marijuana. Ah, fuck that. It's not a gateway <laughs> drug. It's not a gateway drug. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, that pretty much wraps it up for uh, me and uh, all of us. And uh, A little bit of sad news. Uh, Jimmy, I don't know if you got this yet or not, but uh, Red Shandy uh, died today. Ah, uh, that sucks. Yeah. Was he? he was all bad, huh? 95. For all the listeners. Please. Yeah. Uh, Red Shandy says, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, one of the most beloved Cardinals was. players. Uh, well, still is. <laughs> I, he's passed. And yeah, and managers. I mean, everybody too loved soon. him. That was hashtag too soon <laughs> on that one. <laughs> he's uh, dead that was now. pound sign for us old guys, not millennials, <laughs> little babies. But you're technically a millennial. But okay. yeah, he uh, he unfortunately passed away today. So uh, poor guy. Rest kind of kind of hit to Cardinal Nation today. Too bad. May he rest in peace. R.I.P. In peace. <laughs> but uh, that concludes our show today here on Heat of Waves. We appreciate you listening. I am Mr. Bradstone, and here to my right is... Jay Mack in the house. Well, he's about to be out of the fucking house. Well, I guess we this are. This is my house. <laughs> We're fucking leaving, out. man. <laughs> and uh, to my left here, none other than... Uh, Mr. D. Cheesy or D. Weezy depends <laughs> on the day of the week. He takes the name. Alright. Of course, joining us all the way from uh, Australia, our boy Jay Bones. The boner. The boner. Yeah. Thanks for having her. Thanks for being on. My bad. Thanks for being on the show, bro. I know it's a little harder with the schedule, yeah. but uh, yeah. Appreciate it. And uh, this is Heat of Waves, and uh, we're out. Peace.